Hey, what's up everybody and welcome back to That Triathlon Show, the podcast presented by scientifictriathlon.com. I'm Rose Michael and this episode is TTS Thursday number two. If you missed last week's first installment in this series where I presented the idea for TTS Thursday as uh, what we're doing now on Thursdays mostly, then just briefly, uh, this will be kind of like a catch-all episode series and I expect most of these episodes to be solo episodes with just me, uh, just like most Thursday Q&As used to be solo episodes, but uh, there might be some exceptions to that and uh, I, I hope so actually it would be fun to for some of these have company. And also, although I'm sure there may be some niche topics that I'll cover down the line, for the most part, my thought is that the vast majority of these episodes will be very applied and practical and actionable episodes with very just sound and simple coaching advice. So today's topic is a perfect example of that. We'll simply talk about how to improve and get the most out of your swim training. But before we do that, big thanks, of course, to our sponsors. First, we have Zenate that you can find on zenateswimtrainer.com. Uh, the Zenate Swim Trainer will help time crunch athletes get more consistency in their swim training so that if you don't have time to go to the pool or if pools are closed, you can still get something done from the comfort of your own home with the swim bench that is engineered to help you uh, improve your power, technique and stamina. It will allow you to do the exercises in a horizontal position to mimic the swimming position rather than standing up, which is a problem with traditional swim core exercises that you're not really in a specific position to that. It will also help you work on your core activation to maintain balance because the swim bench is inflatable, so it has an instability uh, element engineered to it. And finally, it also has uh, the perfect height for you to practice an, a high elbow catch. Zen8 have recently partnered with the BNC Pro Triathlon team uh, with athletes like Patrick Nilsson, Chris Lieferman, Kat Matthews and many others. And the BNC athletes will be involved in creating workouts and training plans using the Zen8 Swim Trainer. Go to zen8swimtrainer.com forward slash TTS to get 20% off your order of the Swim Trainer today. And thank you to Roka that you can find on roka.com. Roka are the leading manufacturers of wetsuits, trisuits, swimskins, goggles, high-performance eyewear, and prescription glasses and sunglasses. I want to do another product highlight today, and uh, these will be triathlon sunglasses. The ones that I have used are the Matadors, are the, my current model. I've also used the GP series, and uh, I love both of them. Unfortunately, I lost my pair of GP sunglasses, so that was a real shame. But I have the Matadors, so yeah, I use them for everything. Uh, they're uh, really, really amazing. Uh, Roka's sunglasses are ultralight, they're sweat-proof, fingerprint-proof and fog-resistant, and they have Roka's trademarked C3 optics, which are highly, highly advanced optics. Uh, they come with a number of different lens options that are interchangeable, so you can get and use multiple lenses depending on conditions. Uh, also, they are incredibly cool-looking, and uh, here I have to highlight the Madors in particular, that I think are the slickest of them all. And you can even try for yourself and see what they look like with the virtual try-on options on Roga's website. So check that out. That is a really cool feature that they have. You can go to roca.com forward slash TTS to get 20% off for your entire Roca order. 
Now, uh, before we get into the swim training topic, uh, just a quick request. If you are enjoying the podcast, please rate and review on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. It helps other listeners find the podcast and uh, keeps it growing and keeps it sustainable to create uh, two times per week going forward as well. Now, uh, swim training. The first step in determining what good swim training for triathlon is and what it looks like is knowing what the demands of the event are. Only if we know and understand the demands of the event can we understand the objectives for our training and we can then start to tailor the training to achieve those objectives. And we can break down the demands of triathlon swimming into three main areas, technique, fitness and open water readiness. Each of these main areas, you could, of course, split up into a number of subcategories. For example, when talking about fitness, we could talk about endurance, we could talk about raw speed or something in between, and we'll get to that soon enough. But staying with these main areas for just a moment, I'd just encourage you to, at this point, simply reflect and maybe score yourself subjectively in each of those areas. Consider whether you have any clear strengths or glaring weaknesses in any of those also keep in mind that uh, you will always have weaknesses or relative weaknesses at least and that's okay but if any of these main areas is actually a real limiter for performance that's different than it being a weakness so uh, to explain what i mean for pretty much all triathletes including professionals technique is a weakness relative to the gold standard which would be professional swimmers but it's not necessarily a limiter because we're not racing against swimmers but against other triathletes so at the professional level for example if your technique is good enough to be out of the water in the front pack then it doesn't matter if it's not good compared to swimmers Uh, and at an age group level uh, maybe your goal is simply to get to a time cutoff for a race or it might be a time that you know that you have set for yourself as a target and that will set you up for a chance to go for a PB on a given distance if you do well enough on the bike and, uh, and run. And if you're swimming well enough to achieve whatever your objective is, then yes, you may have one or several weaknesses, but uh, you don't necessarily have any specific limiters. Uh, that being said if you do notice you have one or more clear limiters it could perhaps be open water readiness you're doing well in the pool but when it comes to swimming in the open water uh, you are not able to transfer your normal skills then you should consider paying particular attention to that main area if you don't ever have any clear limiters and i think most of the listeners won't have any super clear limiters then you can and should in my opinion take a pretty well-rounded approach to your sim training and uh, yes you will be working a bit on any weaknesses you might have and maybe you put some more uh, focus on that or perhaps you double down on your strengths as well if you have been at this for a while and you know that okay my technique kind of seems to be what it is and i just need to double down on my fitness for example but uh, I think that those are more fine-tuning examples. And uh, and I think that, generally speaking, as triathletes, we have a lot of room for improvement in all of these three main areas. So, so basically, almost no matter where you are in your triathlon and swimming progression and what your strengths and weaknesses are, your swim training should include a good amount of focus on each three of those areas. However, the focus should not necessarily be distributed equally on all three. Actually, I think it should not. 
Open water readiness is super important, but for most athletes, you don't need to spend quite as much focus on that as other main areas in terms of just time and effort. You do need to focus on it, but maybe it's 15% or 10% of your efforts and attention and not 33%, which would be an, an, a third of it. As for technique and fitness, everybody should focus on both. They go hand in hand. You should not think of them as isolated or opposed to each other. When, when you're trying to swim fast or swim long at steady effort, you should still constantly be focused on doing it with good technique, as good as you can manage at that point in your swimming, because that will help you go faster or help you maintain that current pace for longer. And also keep in mind that the demands of triathlon swimming are that you need to swim for 750 meters in a sprint distance event and up to 3,800 meters in an Ironman. So depending on what your goal race is, you need to make sure that your a technique training is geared towards being able to maintain technique for uh, 750 meters or 3,800 meters or something in between. Uh, so while there is a time and a place for drills, uh, I don't think the drills are specific technique training for triathlon, but practicing to hold technique in your actual full stroke swimming under increasing fatigue is very specific technique training for triathlon. So that should be a highlight of your technique training. Beginner swimmers will benefit from having technique be the main emphasis of their training, even though fitness should still be an important secondary focus for them. And once you progress to what we might call an intermediate level or a mid-pack swimmer, then the focus shifts and the main emphasis is on fitness with technique as an important secondary focus. And then as you get to more of an advanced or front pack level, then fitness really becomes a very clear number one priority in terms of how much of our efforts go into each of the main areas. But still, both of the other areas are important and should absolutely not be ignored. So let's start by talking a bit about how to improve swim technique and, and the training to improve technique. Regular listeners will have heard me say these things before, many times probably, maybe too many, but repetition is the mother of all knowledge, so here follows a short list of uh, advice and tips of the best ways to improve technique in swimming. Number one would be regular video analysis with expert feedback. So this is really important because it allows you to see yourself and compare your perception with reality. Also, if you have a session with a, a one-to-one session, perhaps with a with a coach that is filming you and then showing you maybe on an iPad uh, on pool deck, you can compare and contrast. You can get feedback after seeing your first set of swimming on film, and then you can try to implement the suggestions that the coach gives you, and you can get immediate feedback. And that feedback loop is shortened, and that is incredibly valuable. Uh, I know that a lot of athletes may be reluctant to do this because it's an investment in money and also in time, but it is seriously one of the best investments you can make in triathlon. It is so much better than spending that money on a more expensive bike. <laughs> You're going to get so much more out of it. So spend less money on bikes and more on things like video analysis. You can also film yourself, and I don't think it's a replacement for video analysis with expert feedback, but it's a great complement. So uh, what I would recommend there, there are many different ways to go about this, but to be able to sw- to film both underwater and above water and without having to rely on somebody else to film you, a great option is to get a GoPro and a suction cup, and then you can just place the GoPro at the pool wall, both uh, under the water and and above the water and get all those angles that you want. The second point is to get regular on-deck coaching feedback. 
This is similar to the video analysis, of course, in that you're getting feedback on your technique. It's just that you don't have the video element, so you can't actually see what you're doing yourself. The coach may be telling you what you're doing, and you hopefully understand what they're saying, but, but you're not actually seeing it. So it's slightly different, but it's still valuable. Uh, so there are different ways that you can get uh, get this feedback. It could be one-to-one lessons, which are fantastic, especially, I mean, for everybody. But I think that for beginners, as you're starting out, this is one of the best things you can do is to get a few one-on-one uh, swimming lessons. Uh, but anybody that wants to improve their swimming, this would also be a fantastic investment. You could also get this kind of feedback in a swim squad if the coach has time to give any individual feedback. And I'll say it's not easy to do that. And as, as soon as the number of members there or swimmers goes into the double digits, especially, uh, this is almost, uh, it's quite rare that a coach is going to be able to look specifically at an individual swimmer that much. So, but, but you can get some uh, small nuggets uh, depending on the, sco- the squad and the coach if you're lucky. So, so that might be another opportunity. But you can also ask somebody you know who is a good swimmer, even if they're not a coach. Uh, it's, it's a whole lot better to get, to, uh, to get feedback from somebody like that than not getting any feedback. So, so that's a third option that I think is worth investigating. Then number three on the list is to focus on one to two things in relation to your technique at a time. So basically, if you pick any more than that, then you're not going to do any of that properly. It's going to be too much to focus on. Even if you think that you alternate between them, I think that two things is good. Three things is uh, is too much. Uh, so uh, pick the main areas for technical improvement that will, will bring you the most uh, the most benefit and work on them constantly so that doesn't mean that you just that you have a quote-unquote technique part of your workout and then you go to the main set and you just forget about all of that no when you get to the main set of your workout which may be more fitness focused you will still be thinking about those one or two things so it might be for example that you have your two key things to focus on are one uh, alignment in the water so keeping keeping your hands in the channel between your center line and your shoulder line at, at all times through the stroke from hand entry to uh, throughout the stroke and then your secondary focus might be on head position for example to to not lift your head when when breathing to to keep it to keep it stationary uh, in that plane so those are just two examples, but pick two things and no more than two because they will be impossible to focus on. And and focus on, on those two for a few weeks, ideally swimming at least three times per week. Uh, but I know this is not for everybody and most beginners, especially uh, for them, two times per week is, is enough. Uh, there's no doubt about that, but you just need to be really focused when you're swimming. And then after a few weeks, reassess, uh, ideally with video analysis. Uh, but if not, then at least somebody giving you feedback uh, that saw you before and see if you still need to work on that or if something else is now more of your technical key focus points. Number four on improving technique is constant presence. So maybe if you swim 30 to 40 kilometers per week then you might have the luxury of being able to in a few of those kilometers just go through the motions and plot along so to say but almost none of us do that uh, almost every one of us uh, even if we're swimming 20 kilometers per week that's not a lot by swimming standards 
So we need to maximize the benefit we get from limited time in the pool. And uh, and by the way, I know that 20 kilometers is a is a, a lot more than than 95% of triathletes are able to to do. So that was a an extreme example, but it's just to to showcase that that yeah you don't have you you are almost certainly don't have luxury of uh, of going through the motions you have to constantly try to get the most out of every single stroke that you take every single stroke is an opportunity to maximize the benefit of your pool time and i like to quite often talk about quality strokes this doesn't mean just hard strokes but it means strokes that you take with presence and with purpose and with intent and uh, you know and you're aware of what you're doing and why you're doing it. If you are currently swimming without being really, really present and focused in your swimming, then you have a massive, massive uh, potential for improvement by adopting a mindset of constant presence and being aware of what you're trying to do, why you're trying to do it, and and yeah, just focusing on getting those quality strokes. If you're swimming eight kilometers per week then that should be eight kilometers of quality strokes if you're swimming 18 it should be 18 kilometers of quality strokes and just if you're not present then you're missing out big time number five is uh, technique and fitness goes hand in hand so i already mentioned this so i'll be brief but focus on technique even when swimming hard so I had that example where your two focus points would uh, be the head position and alignment of your stroke. So when you get to a main set of, let's say, threshold swimming, you shouldn't just stop thinking about those things. You should keep thinking about them. And especially as you start to tire and get fatigued, try to see if you can eke out as you feel you're starting to slow down. Keep focusing on that technique and you quite often find that actually you manage to go a bit faster because you're really, really focusing in on, um, even if your muscles are failing you and you're not as strong as you were at the start, you're actually doing good work with your technical form and therefore managing to go as fast or even faster as you did before. So technique and fitness go hand in hand. Uh, Never forget that. Number six is to use toys smartly. So swim toys, there are a number of them, of course, and... uh, some of them can be quite useful and this is really it depends on what you're trying to develop so i don't want to go too much uh, in depth here but but i think generally speaking a snorkel is a great toy for being able to work on your stroke and some specific parts of your stroke you can for example see your hand entry and the early part of your stroke and uh, and also it can allow you to to practice your stroke without having to uh, be uh, to be distracted by having to breathe or turn to breathe and and get your head out of the water uh, so so snorkel is a great tool for working on technique i would say also fins uh, are great to give you a good body position when when working on technique so so those i really like and then there are a number of other tools that you can use uh, Paddles can be great, especially to get in some endurance and technique-focused swimming after a hard main set when when you're tired. Then your technique can be a little bit, well, not great at that point of a workout. But then you can still maybe get in a 
let's say another 1000 meters or yards in the form of five times 200 with pedals and pull boy and that helps you keep a good body position with the with the pull boy and then the pedals help you uh, get a better stroke because it's just helping you to uh, to direct your stroke uh, which you might have been a little bit too tired to do without those toys so so pedals can also be good in in that sense there are a number of others, of course, that can be useful in certain scenarios, but but this is just a, a highlight. But use toys smartly, but but also keep in mind that the most beneficial technique training is the one that you're doing when you're swimming full stroke. Number seven on the list is the last one, and it's drills. And uh, drills can have their place, and they do have their place in a program, but do them with purpose and intent do drills that you have a reason for doing and you should know what the reason is and why you're doing them you should know how they are going to address one of your one to two focus technical aspects so so you need to be very very in tune with with what the purpose of the drill is and and what you should focus on in that drill and then of course the drill should always always be transferred into full stroke swimming so for example you might be doing drills in the following way you might be doing uh, let's say 12 times 50 where you do 25 meters as your focus drill and 25 meters as full stroke swimming and maybe depending on the drill you might be doing this with a snorkel uh, but uh, yeah that depends of course but but that's one example and then of when you go into the main set perhaps after that you should still be focusing on basically trying to do that technical focus better than you would have without having done the drill because if you're not able to improve how you do the technical aspect you're focusing on in your full stroke from doing the drill then the drill serves no purpose the drill needs to serve the purpose of improving how you do that focus aspect in your full stroke all right so that's the technique part let's go into the fitness part and this is a broad area as fitness encompasses many many things it can mean having the endurance to make it through a 3800 meter swim in an ironman or it can mean having the capacity to swim right at your quote-unquote threshold for 1500 meters in an olympic distance race or it can mean having the ability to sprint really fast for the first 150 meters of a sprint distance race to reach the first buoy in a draft legal race where that is uh, such a key thing. Your ability and your goal distance naturally uh, plays uh, or play a really big part in what aspects of fitness are the most important to you. For first timers, simply making sure that you have the endurance to get around uh, in your goal event is, of course, uh, the key and the most important thing for somebody looking to do a personal best ironman time you don't necessarily have to be able to swim fast for 3800 meters but you have to be able to swim within yourself and swim efficiently not wasting too much energy which would end up costing you on the bike and the run if you're fighting for podium places then no matter the distance you will have to one be able to hold a high percent of threshold or even above threshold in a sprint distance event uh, for the duration of the swim that is a key aspect of fitness so holding that high percentage and two you will have to do that while also having the capacity to do changes in speed for example at the swim start to get out of that washing machine and find some good feet or clean water and also when staying with a surging group or bridging up to a group ahead 
it is very very important to remember that any workout you do that focuses on fitness uh, as mentioned several times already you should all also be focusing on technique because the two go hand in hand you swim with better technique and you go faster and when you do those hard sets uh, that is the best opportunity you have to practice triathlon specific technique which is holding technique under fatigue a few key pieces of advice for improving your fitness are number one don't neglect any particular point on the speed endurance spectrum so that means do everything from short sprints 25 meters or even shorter to long repeats at steady endurance these might be 800 1000 meter repeats at steady endurance and all the points in between of course uh, these might be vo2 max type workouts so 50s or 75s or 100s uh, it might do be threshold workouts between 100 to 500 meter repetitions uh, or even longer for advanced swimmers or it might be race pace workouts which uh, depending on distance uh, might be at threshold or slightly lower than threshold for 7.3 and ironman racing or at least ironman and uh, two if you are so yeah number one don't neglect any particular point do all of those speeds number two is if you're limited which most of us are in how much volume of training we can do in the pool then there's nothing inherently wrong with doing some sort of quality pretty much every workout uh, you cannot and shouldn't absolutely smash yourself every workout but for 90 to 90% of age groupers there's not enough swimming in the program to warrant any fluff at least and uh, note here that uh, when i say uh, quality i or when endurance swimming is what i would include in quality it's not fluff so endurance swimming here would be you might call it zone two swimming uh, although you don't need to measure it in terms of pace or heart rate or anything but but that is a, a very important part of of the swimming even on lower volume but the key point there is that you're not just noodling along so you shouldn't i'm not saying that with endurance swimming that you should be super focused on hitting a particular speed but you should be focused on maintaining a stable and steady effort it shouldn't be like just a recovery effort and you should do that with great technique throughout so so that is quality it's not it's not intensity it's not high intensity but it's great quality and uh, also in those swims that are primarily endurance focused you have a good opportunity to also combine that with working a little bit on your speed on your pure uh, high-end speed for example after a warm-up but before that main set of endurance swimming uh, but uh, of course coming back to the main point here that uh, there's nothing wrong with doing some sort of with doing quality pretty much every workout do things sensibly uh, because you still need to have energy for bike and run training as well and consistency is king so that's why i said you don't need to smash yourself every workout uh, you can include quality without smashing yourself so work your way up in training load gradually and see how you handle it over weeks and and even months and and be conservative when it comes to adding more training load tip number three here for uh, fitness is do longer intervals at race pace or around race pace uh, they are very important even actually i would add longer threshold intervals for advanced athletes at least uh, but also you need to progress to these longer intervals gradually because uh, you don't want to sacrifice too much technique which if you immediately jump to doing 400s or 500s or 600s at threshold you might be uh, by the second or third repetition you might be just swimming with no technique whatsoever uh, but basically the tip here is that 
I often see too much focus on the intensity part of swimming and not enough focus on the time at intensity. So what I'm saying here is that a lot of athletes might be doing 10 times 100 meters and they might take 15 seconds recovery or 20 seconds recovery or 10 seconds recovery and they do a best effort for those 10 times 100. Uh, But what would be better to do is to do that workout as a 20 times 100. And yes, you will have to go at a slightly slower speed to be able to maintain uh, to maintain it for twice the distance but to me that overall workout is a better one that will benefit you more uh, not least because it will give you much more opportunity to again practice holding form when fatigued uh, so uh, and, and also with the terminology in swimming or the conventional way we talk about swim training we often talk about about quote-unquote threshold sets like 20 times 100 meters or yards but um, I do want to point out here that what you can hold for 100s isn't necessarily your threshold. Usually the, those workouts are great kind of VO2 max workouts because you're swimming them at faster than threshold. Uh, so so don't get me wrong, those are great workouts. But for, for a pace to be your threshold pace, you need to hold it for a set of, or for sets of intervals that are at least 400 meters or yards long, I, I should say. Uh, number four here is to include variations in speed and this is something that you've heard many guests on the show talk about before Uh, i think i've said it before as well and it is a very common mistake in particular for people newer to swimming to just swim at one speed all the time up and down the pool and as as long as they can and then they rest and then they go again Uh, but it is so so important to have different gears because that allows you to train more effectively and become faster but also because in triathlon swimming you need to have those different gears to uh, to, as i said get out from the swim start get some clean water or good feet get around somebody that is slowing down uh, and that you need to overtake or get up to a group ahead of you whatever it is uh, you you need those different gears and you get more gears by training at different gears. So, for example, th- there are different levels of this. In different workouts during your week, you will have main sets that are focusing on different speeds, for example. So one might be a VO2 max focus and one might be a endurance focus and one might be a threshold focus. But also you can do sets where within the set you vary the speed. So those we usually call descending sets or they well that's one variant of them to do descending sets where for example you do 20 times 100 and uh, and you descend one to four so the first one might be an easy the second one might be a, a threshold effort or race pace effort and the third one might be a slightly faster than race pace effort and the fourth one might be a, a vo2 max effort and then you go again so easy race pace slightly faster than race pace and so on uh, and you can even have changes of pace within intervals so for example if you do a workout which where you're doing 500s at an endurance effort then you can have each 100 of the 500 start with 10 meters of sprinting so so you will do into five times 10 minute 10 meters of sprinting within that 500 of endurance so those are some examples of how to include variations in speed tip number five is don't be afraid of longer recoveries than conventional i mentioned the 20 times 100 with 15 second recoveries as an example and that is a great workout and uh, and it's totally fine to do it like that it's effective it's proven uh, over time to be effective but also 
if you think about the work to rest ratio there let's say you swim the 100s in one minute 40 seconds and you take 15 seconds recovery the work to rest ratio is something like eight to one or nine to one i didn't do the math in advance but something like that but if you compare this to workouts like uh, in running for example you might do you might do 400s and you might do the 400s in in uh, in one minute 40 seconds so yeah that might be a good a good comparison and and then you would take let's say 45 seconds or one minute of rest so not 15 seconds uh, and that rest might be walking or it might be jogging but but it doesn't really matter the point is that when we compare swimming to cycling or running um, i think for due in large part just the tradition swimming has much shorter recoveries and and that works but i don't think it has to be that way and when i coach for example when somebody is still working on being able to hold their technique for longer and build up that resilience to be able to swim hard for a long total distance or long total duration then a great tool in the toolbox is to increase the duration of the recoveries so instead of swimming 10 the first 10 100s at a really good speed but then falling apart and getting quite poor quality from the the following 10 uh, by increasing the rest to for example 30 seconds uh, in this example we could get 20 high quality 100s out of that athlete so don't be afraid of longer recoveries than conventional uh, but don't let that be an excuse to get lazy of course uh, number six is uh, squad swimming as a tool to improve your fitness so there is something about working out in a group whether it's riding or running or swimming but just pushing yourself with others is uh, easier than pushing yourself solo it's there's a competitive element to it and uh, there's a lot of psychology about the group effect and so on and without going into any of that in too much detail i I think it's pretty clear to anybody that has been swimming in a squad that that this really really helps and especially in those really hard sets Uh, there are sets that you can do in a squad that you just couldn't do yourself i think Uh, unfortunately not all squads are created equal so you might have to well to find a squad that does really good workouts for triathletes you have to have luck on your side uh, but try any squad that is available locally for a little while and see how it goes and and if you feel that the training is valuable and beneficial to you in some cases even though it's not optimal it might be worth it if it just gets you to swim harder than you could do without uh, the other people next to you to help push you so definitely if you can if you have the opportunity using squad swimming uh, to improve your fitness just by getting you to swim extra hard by uh, the fact that you're having other people help there to help push you is a great thing to do just make sure that you bring the press tested workout and and make sure that you get quality strokes in there focusing on the technique element as well because you might not get too much feedback on technique you still need to take a responsibility for that yourself and number seven is uh include crash blocks for swimming so by this i mean for a short period of time swim a lot more than you normally do if you normally swim twice per week uh, see if you can swim four times per week for a two-week period and if you normally swim three times per week see if you can swim five times per week for a two-week period and and of course within those swims you will need to include quite a bit of quality uh, or everything should be quality but but also quite a bit of intensity i would say 
during this period you uh, should of course reduce your cycling and running to accommodate that added swim volume but you can easily maintain swim uh, cycling and running fitness uh, even with lower lower volume in those particular disciplines and uh, point number eight the last point on this one is uh, swim toys and i don't want to make this sound like more important than what it is because i do believe that you can go a really really long way in terms of fitness improvements without ever using toys but there are some toys that do have value for improving fitness i think the number one that i want to highlight is the tempo trainer the finesse tempo trainer the metronome and uh, it's brilliant for helping you learn how to pace and also to be a pace partner for you that you're trying to beat in particular in longer sustained sets like threshold work or race pace work uh, so that one is a great one paddles pull boy and uh, band which can be used all together or separately are good toys that can help build some more strength uh, and also stroke rate in the case of the band because you will need to increase stroke rate uh, when you have the band that is kind of dragging you down and the fins finally they can help build a stronger kick uh, for most time crunch triathletes, I don't think this is a big and important focus, but it can be a good thing to include a bit of kicking uh, with fins as part of warm-up sets or build sets. So definitely not, not, uh, not, not a bad thing to do. And next, we have improving open water readiness. So you can have a pretty well-developed uh, technique and fitness but uh, you also need to be able to translate this into or transfer this into the open water there are a few important skills and prerequisites needed for this that you just need to have or else you will underperform relative to your potential on race day a quite common example of this is uh, that you might be panicking in the open water on race day and this happens to even the most experienced pros at times so it's absolutely nothing that anybody should be ashamed of it is part of triathlon but you can make it much 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 uh, more unlikely to happen by having been training in the open water and not only that but having done it with other people this of course can be logistically challenging but uh, your race is important to you i'm sure and you don't want to have it ruined by a panic attack in the open water which is the very start of the race so just like i said for the video analysis it is worth the effort and the investment and uh, this doesn't cost any money only time to find a group to join or organize a group get together and practice in the open water together in close quarters and do it several times before the race the more you do it the less likely you are to have a panic attack also it can help to practice some mindfulness meditation uh, you but you cannot expect to just show up on race day and and be able to do that for the first time you should have been practicing uh, in the lead up to the race whether it's completely separate from workouts or actually before your workouts uh, but you should have been practicing regularly uh, to be able to do that on on race day even with nerves racing and lots of people around you but aside from panicking, it is very common that within a triathlon squad, for example, you have person A that always beats person B in the pool, but, but person B is always faster in the open water on race day, simply because they have better open water readiness and are able to, better able to express their swimming pedigree uh, in that environment. So, so whether you're a complete beginner or an advanced athlete, you need that puzzle piece that is open water readiness. So let's look at some tips for acquiring it. Uh, 
And the first one is very simple, swim in the open water. Uh, I would say if you can do it once per week during the summer season, uh, then that would be absolutely brilliant. And, uh, and if you can do more, that is also great. I don't think that you should completely replace all pool swimming by any means. But uh, if you're somebody that is swimming four times per week, then I don't see any problem with doing two of those swims in the open water. That, that could be absolutely a great setup. Uh, number two is to have structure in your open water swims. And here I think that for the large majority of your open water swims, actually having the main focus be race effort swimming is the perfect focus. This is, of course, the most specific thing you can do. And that's why I think this is uh, best reserved for the open water swimming. You can save your VO2 max sets and your endurance sets and what have you for the pool swims. But when it comes to the open water, do things that are very specific to your racing. So yeah, race-specific training. Tip number three is to practice race starts and race exits. And this, of course, you can do in the open water and know here what your race start is going to be. Is it going to be a beach start or a, or a water start? Uh, you just need to check that in advance and then practice practice that accordingly. Or practice both because you might be doing different races. Uh, but you can also uh, do this in a pool to some extent. You can practice to basically go and do a hard set without much of a warm-up because on race day you might not always get a warm-up. So, so that is another thing that you can you can do in the pool, and not as specific, of course, but still you can get some some benefits from that. And you can also do sets where you do the beginning of the set at a, a higher pace, so simulating race takeout speed and then then settling into race pace. Uh, and race exits, so it's pretty self-explanatory here in the open water, of course, practicing quickly getting out of the water and. Uh, getting out of your wetsuit and everything and that you can do in the pool bringing your wetsuit to the pool if they allow it and swimming in it and uh, then doing a deck up deck up and climbing out and uh, and simulating quickly getting out of the wetsuit not simulating <laughs> just quickly getting out of it uh, to practice then number four is to swim with people in close quarters to get used to that and also to practice drafting and i mentioned this already you can do group get togethers in the open water that is the best thing to do uh, so if you can combine all of this into a very specific race pace workout with people of similar ability swimming together drafting off of each other uh, that would be the perfect open water workout but you can also do this in a pool uh, even with just one person practicing to swim on their feet swim on their hip and see where you get the best draft and then taking turns to pull and or to lead and to draft uh, that's a really important skill that you can benefit a lot from in racing also not to uh, underestimate the importance of being able to breathe both to the left and to the right side because depending on which side of the person you are you will want to keep an eye on where they are so that you don't veer off from them so that you still get the draft if you're swimming on their hip for example and number five is uh, practice siding and uh, do this in the open water of course when you're swimming there but also in the pool and uh, in particular in for example in endurance sets but also in race-based sets in some of them you can include sighting to practice that movement and make sure you can do, you can do it efficiently uh, with uh, without slowing down without losing momentum and uh, do that the more you do it the better you will get so so this is definitely something that uh, that you should be doing as well 
And uh, number six, uh, finally, have well-fitting equipment uh, that you have practiced with and are comfortable with, whether it's a wetsuit for wetsuit legal swimming or a tri suit or a swim skin uh, if, if it's a non-wetsuit. But uh, well-fitting is the most, most important thing and uh, we could go into like performance aspects and uh, but uh, let's leave that for now and uh, just as just make sure that you have a well-fitting wetsuit and uh, that's uh, the number one priority when it comes to equipment uh, now just to recap some common swim training mistakes that you should avoid uh, and i've mentioned all of these i think over the course of this episode but the first one is to not be present very common but avoid that mistake be present at all times uh, the second one is to separate fitness and technique improvements for example focusing uh, on drills as the only part of the technique improvements and on hard swimming as the only part of fitness improvements uh, but uh, yeah the reality is that uh, too much drill work and not enough focus on holding technique when swimming hard won't really lead to any better technique in triathlon swimming terms uh, the third mistake is not having enough time at intensity in your key workouts basically having two small main sets but potentially swimming them too fast so the example before was that uh, you might have you might be doing 10 times 100 and and swim them really fast but it would be better to slightly slow down but swim 20 times 100 instead uh, the fourth one is to not vary your speeds enough and not practicing pace changes so don't do that mistake either and finally uh, the fifth one is to not train open water specifics enough and not getting in the open water enough now uh, just to finish off let's uh, talk about some example weekly structures and example workouts uh, first for beginners uh, this really varies based on what level of beginner you are can you swim or are you still learning to basically make it from one end of the pool to the other uh, so in those situations of course the uh, the number one thing is to just learn how to swim and do it comfortably and try to gradually improve your technique and your endurance to be able to do that for first 25 then 50 and then all the way up to 750 or 1500 meters if those are the races you're training for uh, but if you're a beginner that's basically have you have those basics in place that you can make it through 750 meters or 1500 meters but you're just not fast at all uh, then for a weekly structure of two swims per week which is common uh, i would say first of all in both swims include uh, some shorter repetitions focused on technique uh, in the early parts of the swim and toys are encouraged there like fins for example and a snorkel drills can be an option but definitely not mandatory uh, in terms of the main sets in one of the swims the main set can be quite short but fast repetitions like 25s or maybe 50s and in the second swim of the week then do more endurance focused swimming but uh, but include some pace changes so you might be doing you might be doing descending sets for example uh, you might be doing 12 times 100 as your main set and descending one to four so uh, the first one being easy and the second one being moderate and the third one being moderate plus and the fourth one being hard uh, if that is your level of course for some that might be a bit too much for some that might not be enough but uh, basically including pace changes but also but just working on that endurance building volume gradually and so on 
if you're past the beginner stage uh, but you're swimming two times per week typically then i would say that one of them should normally be a race pace focused workout and the other one can be focused on maybe alternating weeks on a threshold or via two max of course this depends on what your race pace is because race pace for sprint distance is different than race pace for an ironman uh, but uh, and and if you're race is an olympic distance so basically we could call that your threshold speed then yeah then some weeks you will have basically two threshold speeds in a week but then other weeks you might have one threshold swim and one via two max swim uh, but of course include some endurance swimming in both of them maybe before and also after the main set and just try to get up the volume in those two swims that you're doing each week if you're swimming three times per week then one of them can be a race pace focused workout one of them a threshold focused workout and then the third one can be maybe on alternating weeks it can be uh, endurance focused but with a little bit of speed and on alternating weeks a more solid vo2 max set and on four swims per week one of them again would be a race pace focused uh, another one would be a threshold or a vo2 max focus uh, a third would be endurance focused but with a little bit of speed work and a fourth would be endurance but with open water skills and maybe a little bit of extra race pace work as well and uh, once you have the chance of course try to transfer the race pace workout into the open water as discussed before and some example workouts for a mid-pack swimmer so scale down or up according to what your level is uh, and uh, these follow the principles that I laid out above so maybe the sets are a bit bigger than you would be used to seeing but that's fine because uh, this is all about no fluff so your warm-up might be just 400 meters with fins and maybe 200 kicking with fins and that's it then you're ready to go into your main set and that most of the workout is taken up by the main set so for an endurance focused workout you could do five times 500 meters with 30 seconds rest and include two to three times 25 meter surges in each 500 so surges so faster than threshold but not all out sprints you should still be able to swim at a steady endurance after those surges for a race based focused workout and let's take 7.3 uh, as the goal distance here you could do five times 400 with uh, one minute rest for a threshold focused workout you could do uh, 10 times 200 with 30 seconds rest and uh, for a vo2 max workout you could do uh, a set of three times 100 with 45 seconds rest then four times 75 with 30 seconds rest and then six times 50 with 20 seconds rest and that would all be at your best effort so those are just examples to give you some ideas to play with and that's it for today's tts thursday i'll link in the episode description to uh, the uh, tts thursday episode archive which you can find on scientificdraftland.com and to the swimming related episode archive with all the interviews that uh, have been categorized as swimming episodes on that draftland show if you missed last week's tts thursday that one was on periodization go and check it out and i really hope that you can give me some feedback on both that one and this episode as well if you have it uh, send in questions and topic suggestions as well for uh, future episodes and if you're interested in coaching or training plans go and check out our offerings on scientifictriathlon.com 
Finally, thank you to our sponsors, Senate, that you can find on senateswimtrainer.com. Use the swim trainer to improve your technique, power, and stamina, even when you don't have time to go to the pool or when pools are closed. And do that while practicing good core activation and a high elbow catch, thanks to the design of the swim bench. Get 20% off your order with the promo code that you can get on senateswimtrainer.com forward slash TTS. And thank you to Roka that you can find on roka.com. Check out their wetsuits, trisuits, swimskins, goggles, high-performance eyewear, and prescription glasses and sunglasses, and get 20% off your order with the promo code that you can get on roka.com forward slash TTS. Thank you, as always, for listening. Keep training smart, and keep loving triathlon.